Good morning. Welcome to the Gathering Place podcast. I am Pastor Todd. This week, Pastor Byron is preaching a message to edify the church. I hope you are edified as well. And now, Pastor Byron. Pastor Byron, that that you've called a man to be faithful to you, uh, Lord, and that he's done that for many, many years. Um, And I pray, Lord, that you would anoint him today Uh, Speak through him, anoint his mind and his heart and his words uh, to speak what you would have us to hear. And Holy Spirit, open our ears Mm. to hear what you are saying to the gathering place this morning. We give you the thanks, the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Wow, already live. That's so good. Uh, You ready to be treated with the word of God this morning? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to invite them to stay unless there's some other, is we okay with that? Uh, very important. Uh, just before I get started, it was uh, some time ago, a day similar like today. The sun was shining, a breeze was blowing, not too hot, not too cold, a wonderful day. Uh, teenagers looking forward to their graduation from high school, and a Suddenly, my maintenance man, Tony, and my receptionist, Linda, his wife, suddenly left the building. And we didn't know why. They got in their cars and quickly left. Only to find out that that beautiful, sunny morning, their son went to high school and in the parking lot was stabbed in the stomach by a fellow student. They heard about it and rushed to the hospital. Now this happened some time ago. At the end of the sermon, you'll hear the rest. The rest of the story. story. You'll have to wait. That means you have to stay, right? (laughs) So, so, Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word never returns void. We thank you for the hope we have in Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And we thank you, Lord, that we're on this journey this morning, starting a journey through the book of Hebrews. Not about coffee. It's, uh, so... It's, it's amazing. The first chapter is amazing and full of wealth to declare to you and I who Jesus is and what his name can accomplish. So it starts off with verse 1. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times in various ways. It's, uh, and, and we won't unfold that, but these all, a lot of the Old Testament and what we heard written down for all ages was all talking about the Son of God that was going to come to earth and accomplish what none of us could accomplish. So I said, but in these last days, 
He has spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir to all things and through whom also he made the universe. Wow. You know, some people believe it was actually Jesus uh, in that creation story and creating the whole universe. And he became a man and dwelled among us. And he, and he accomplished, again, what we could not accomplish by ourselves. Then it goes on to say in verse 3, And the sun is the radiance of God's glory, the exact reputa- rep- representation of his being, sustaining all things by the, his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat at the right hand in the majesties in heaven. That's where Jesus is right now. That's where he is right now, fully accomplishing everything that we need. Everything we need. Because he was the creator of all things. And he sustains everything by the power of his word. You know what? In this church may never be that we would neglect the fact that we don't come and present mere words, but power. Power in what he says and what he's going to do. Then it goes on to say, so he became a much, much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. And we're having this contrast between angels and Jesus. And and we're going to learn their operation in our lives. For, For which the angels did God ever say? Did he ever say this about angels? You are my son. Today I become your father. Or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, let God's angels worship him. You know, it's a, and then we're going to kind of move over and look at, at Revelation about talking about, you know, what is this thing? He's saying the, the importance of angels and they're, and they're actively operational We've seen that in this church, and and they've been and their and their high calling is what to uh, I'm changing my pages too quickly uh, to the angels are let the God's angels worship him worship him and you know what we should never ever never ever get tired of worship you know. I want to let you know, worshiping God opens up God working in our lives. The angels know about it. Let's read it. Revelation 5, 11 to 12. Then I took and heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands, 10,000 times 10,000. They encircled the throne of the living creatures and the elders in a loud voice saying, 
Worthy is the Lamb who is slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Every, when you're in your quiet place, you as believers have an opportunity to declare that to our Father. Jesus was worthy, made worthy. He accomplished again, and we'll get into what you and I could not accomplish for ourselves. And then it goes on in Revelation 7, 11, and all the angels are standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a good thing when God humbles us, right? When we're brought to our knees and saying, all glory to you, all glory to, thank you, Father, for your sending Jesus into our life, into our being. And, uh, and then it goes on to, we're going back to Hebrews now, 1-7, and speaking of angels, he says, he makes his angels spirits and his servants flames of fire. You know, there, there's nothing insignificant about God's angels. You know, God's angels are spirits in the spirit world and they're servants to do God's beckoning. And they're, hey, they're here to help you and I. They're they're. they're, they're they're here to minister and to serve us. Let's, let's look where that came from. That came from Psalms 104, and we're going to just see a little piece of it. Verses 1 to 4, Praise the Lord, my soul. Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty. The Lord wraps himself in light as with a garment. He stitches out, stretches out, the heavens like a, like a tent and lays the beams of his upper chambers on their waters. He makes the clothes, makes and closes chariot and rides on the wings of wind. He makes winds his messengers and flames of fire, his servants. And that's where the writer of Hebrew pulls that out. You know, the, the, he's, he's, a, he's a wings of wind, which, which uh, is also just ministering spirits in the Holy Spirit, that wind of his blowing around in Jesus' name, Lord. And, and he makes the winds, his messengers, flames of fire, his servants. You know, it's, uh, it's very important to have the knowledge that God has created a support system for every one of us. His, when we came to know him, his Holy Spirit dwelt in our hearts. And, and his angels are at his beckoning to announce to us, to, to cover us, to display. Actually, one, actually go backing up one of the things for me, what angels remind me of, how important it is for me to be in a position 
of worshiping my Father and my Jesus. Because that's what they do best. That's what they do best. Then it goes on to say, but about the Son, he says, your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You know, you hear that in the media. We want justice. We want justice. But a lot of times it's a profane justice. The true justice is going to come from Jesus Christ when he returns and judges the works of men. Then it goes on to say, we have loved, you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. We're going to come back to that. You know, and I and I hope I hope you and I can experience the flowing of the oil of joy. You know, and, and he's saying that Jesus is above all things. He all in fact he was the creator and all things were made by him. <clears throat> and and he gives us this Holy Spirit to be our encouragement, our truth. And 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 he wants to cover us with the oil of joy. You know, and, and oil represents the Holy Spirit, and, and, a, and a byproduct of that is that one of, the, one of the fruits of the Spirit is mentioned here, joy. Our lives will be full of joy. He also says, <clears throat> In the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. Everything you see out here, the trees blooming, the flowers coming out in the spring. At night, the heavens declaring the glory with that beautiful majesty of the Milky Ways and the stars and the sun. And during the day, we see the brightness and the sun. That uh, that's uh, you know, even there's a little health involved. That says you you can stop taking vitamin D. The sun will give you all you need. All right? He says. So he says. He says the heavens are the work of his hands. They will perish but you remain. Interesting. They will all wear out like a garment. You, there is decay on the earth. Natural and human, uh, uh, we help too in this decay. But it, it doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. You will roll them up like a robe. Like a garment, they will be changed. You see, God has a new heaven and a new earth in his plan of redemption. The old is fading away only to give room for the new. You have that hope? You have that hope? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. And then he goes on to say, but you remain the same and your years will never end. He's talking about Jesus. He's talking about Jesus. He, he came through the virgin birth and came here, lived, 
I said earlier, he did what you and I can't do. You and I could never be righteous, so righteous to, make, to please the Lord. But he came to die for you and I and gave us the gift of righteousness. For sure. He did what you and I can't do. And he says that he will live forever and ever. Guess what? Not only is this talking about Jesus, but our destiny is eternal life. Never to die, and he will restore our youth for eternity and never die. And never die. So side information. He just talked about in that about he's the creator of all things. He put everything in place. He and all the stars came in into being. He made this earth and he made everything in there, the plants and the everything that we ever ha, could ever have. He made food that we could eat and get nourishment from. That's why I'll, if anybody goes out to lunch with me, oftentimes I'll pray, Lord, bless this food that has its complete and active result as coming into my body. And that he would restore our, restore our strength and keep us healthy. We're going to go a little, little off track here, but it's okay. Uh, since he was called that creator that made everything, something we, I think the main message of Genesis 1, myself, I think, and it's interesting, you know what it is, we all know what it is, right? The creation story. But what stands out to me, the most important thing that stands out to me is God said. You hear me? God said, God said, God said, God said, God said it. It came into being. Interesting enough that Jesus talking about prayer and the power of prayer, and we have a great time at 8.30 to 9.30. A little fiery this morning. I loved it. It was really encouraging. But you know what? It's a, something about prayer in Genesis 1. Jesus, when he talked about prayer, he said, when you pray, what you'll have out of your pray, praying is what you say. You hear that? You, what you'll have is what you say. Church, discipline yourself. When you pray, have your speaking match your praying. You hear me? God said, and it came into being. God said, and it came into being. We were uniquely connected. When you gave your life to Jesus, you're uniquely connected with the Father, and the Holy Spirit came in and took a dwelling place. And when we pray, watch what you say. Enough? Got it? I'm still learning that. Because I catch myself. I pray and say something different. And ooh, I catch, oh, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. I prayed that. I believe that. And that will be my confession. Little sideline. Back to Hebrews. To which of the angels did God ever say, 
Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool, footstool for my feet. You see, Jesus is there. He's seated at the right hand of the, God, of, of the Father. And you know, there's something, and I don't know how close we are to this. It could be today, it could be a year from now, it could be a hundred years from now. But someday, someday, the Father is going to lean over to his son and say, go capture your church. And that's going to be the suddenlies of all suddenlies. Right? And we thank God for the suddenlies that's happening in our church. That's going to be the suddenly of all suddenlies. A trumpet sounding and Jesus capturing his church. That they would be one with him forever and ever and ever. So he goes on to say, Are not all angels ministering spirits to serve those who will inherit salvation. Uh, aren't, aren't all angels, ministering spirits, sent to serve? You see, you see when, when, when we have a visitation by an angel, it's not by their own initiative that they do this. The Father sends them sends them to minister and to serve us. In light of that, let's look at what writings in the epistles, these, these new, fresh believers. You know, it, it's a wonderful thing. When we open up God's Word and we open it up to Hebrews or Ephesians or First Peter or whatever, or the Gospel, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, uh, there was a freshness there. There was a freshness there because that was the first generation that experienced the great salvation the Lord put on the earth. That was a, it's kind of like opening up to the freshness of what God was doing. <clears throat> and for us now, 2,000 years later, we need that freshness. Right? We need that freshness. We, we need to know that God still heals. God still delivers. God still helps. We need, to, we need to look into the freshness of that first generation and what they wrote down by the inspiration of God and make that our reality today, right? So, what is what what talking about this chapter one of Hebrews? What are some comments made by the Apostle Paul, by Peter, and David and David in past writings in Psalms? Paul said in Corinthians, "Do you not know that you will judge angels? How much more?" the things of this life. I want to remind ourselves, not that you need reminding, because I love this church. You guys are really great guys. You know. Uh, sometimes we'll refer to Lucifer and demons. Right? We, we have that identified. Right? But sometimes we don't really pay attention that they were created angels. They were angels. 
and then we got, we got a hot, hot news. <laughs> that they themselves, they are Lucifer, they are demons, they were angels. So come the verse. Do you not know you will judge angels? Or we could say, do you not know that you will judge Lucifer himself and the demons? Not that, but we, we will do that with Jesus. We will be standing with Jesus when they're judged. And their judgment has been written and it will happen. He will take Lucifer and the demons or angels and throw them in the pit of fire. And we will be with Jesus in that judgment. You know, sometimes I, I don't, I sometimes for myself, I, 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 I lose that concept that, that, that they, they were angels. They were actually re and rebelled and thrown out of heaven. Uh, this morning, we were, God was just sharing some things with us. And, and it, what came to me in our discussion about what's going on in the world and things like this, and, and, um, and uh, just in light, there is a young boy ready for graduation in a high school in Utah, in I I Idaho, and, uh, and he decided to make a proclamation at his high school, boys are boys and girls are girls. The high school took excep exception to that, and they said he could not celebrate in the graduation service. They threw him out. Then the children in that school came together and gathered and were chanting, let Trevor go to the graduation. And the police department said it was a, well, it was a rebellious, violent crowd, and they showed a whole pictures of it. All they were doing was holding up a sign, let Trevor graduate. Then he got a notice he desired to be a forest fire fighter. And as soon as that happened, he got a notice the job was no longer open to him. He went on attack. They went on attack just for saying, just for saying, boys are boys and girls are girls. And that's, that, that state is not like Illinois with big cities and New York. Would be, that was just like rural farming America. And it's got to that point. The reason I say this, Judge the Angels, the reason I say this is I saw a revelation of God is opening up our eyes to the enemy full throttle 
wanting to take men and women and give, their, give them their ticket to hell. Take them out of lack of knowledge, lack of understanding, and fully engage in what is evil. But when I heard that, we have a mighty God. And he says, when that flood of deception and evil comes, he will hold a standard against them. And he's inviting us to partner with him to stand for what's right and righteousness. Amen? Amen? And back in Ephesians, he goes on to say, he, in, his intent was that now, through the church, <coughs> the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities and in the heavenly realms. The church has a position to declare what's right and righteous to rulers, that's presidents, kings, leaders, to authorities, governors, mayors, and the, and the like, and to those angels that rebelled. That's quite the authority. Do you, do you all know you got that authority? I know I got that authority. It says, it says and then it says, uh, according to his earthly purpose that he accomplished in Jesus Christ, key, our Lord. He's, he's our Lord. He's our Lord. We carry in us the courage to be a voice. Even as a teenager, a young, imagine that, a young teenager standing up. He lost his opportunity to, to graduate with his class. He lost his opportunity to have a job. But they asked him a question in this interview. They said, do you regret it? And they asked you to recant what you said. He says, I don't regret it, and they haven't asked me to recant what I said, but if they did, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Even though at his young age of 17, 18 years old, he lost his opportunity to graduate his class, and he lost an opportunity for a job that he thought he'd love to have, and that was taken away from him. I think he knows something. The world may take things away, but God is our supply. God is our supply. Then in 1 Peter it says, it was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you. When they spoke of the things that have now been told to you by who, by whose whom, those who have preached the gospel of to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, 
Even angels long to look into these things. I want to I let you know, I, I, I love ministering angels. I love, I, I've seen them. I, I, I saw an angel in human form that, that sent me someplace where a woman was totally healed from a terminal, a terminal case. I've seen it happen. I, 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 I've witnessed these things. I've witnessed these things. But it's amazing. Peter puts it in perspective that you and I have a higher place than them. You and I are the only ones given the opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ whom the enemy is trying to destroy. Come on, it's all around us. The, the, what's going on around is, is the enemy is giving them a full-fledged, sold-out ticket to destruction. And you, have, you and I have the chance to redeem them from what they're headed for. That's why God has assigned us to share the wonderful gospel of Jesus Christ to a dying world. Preach the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Even the angels wish they could do that, but that's not their assignment. Their assignment is to serve us and to support us and encourage us. Our job is to take the message of Jesus Christ out to a dying world. Uh, uh, Wayne and I, Wayne and I were had breakfast a week ago or so, and and I haven't had a guy off my heart. Johnny was our server, and Johnny uh, uh, he he had a little break, and and I was able to open up his mind to thinking about eternity. And who God is, and and when he let when we were ready to leave, he came over and actually thanked me. He thanked me for for encouraging him to think, think, think about it. You know, uh, where are you headed? What's your destiny? Have you been duped by the enemy, or do you know the truth? The truth is. God loves you. He's not your problem. He's not, your, he's not trying to hurt you. He's out to help you. That's why, that's why when you came to know Jesus and asked him in your life, guess what the word is? One of the words describing the Holy Spirit. Helper. He's your helper. He's the one that's going to Encourage you, lift you up. He's a helper, not not a person with condemnation and saying, you blew it again, you didn't make it. He's about saying, no, you're loved, you're greatly favored. God has called you sons and daughters. You have intimacy with Jesus, with the Father through Jesus. You've been forgiven. You've been loved. The psalmist wrote, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Protect you. 
Let's end this message again back to Tony. The last we heard, the parents, Tony and Linda, were rushing to the hospital because their son in high school thought it was a safe place, was stabbed in the stomach in the parking lot. They rushed to the hospital. Not Imagine the parents not knowing, not knowing what has become of our son, Patrick. They arrived at the hospital. He was under surgery, and the surgeon came out and said, Patrick will survive. But if that knife was just a, less than a half of an inch to one side, he would have been dead on arrival. The wound, the knife, got that close to severing his main artery. They wept and they cried. And they said, our son, our son, our only son, we, we almost lost him. We thought he was safe at high school. And this happened. Well, then weeks passed. Weeks passed. And Tony was growing more and more bitter and angry at the school. Why did this happen, my son? And this came out of his mouth. I would love the opportunity to kill this other child for attempting to take the life of my son. It went on for weeks. And finally, the Holy Spirit says, Byron, it's time to visit him in the maintenance department. I'll never forget that day. They said, Tony, Tony, this is killing you. But I want to let you know there's a Jesus a Roman soldier jabbed him on the side and declared him dead. They put him in a tomb. And three days later, he came alive because his purpose for living, because Tony, because he loves you. And God the Father had to watch his son die. So, Tony, I don't wish to see you the way you are. I don't wish to see you saying with anger, if I have a chance, I'll kill that boy. I said, Tony, there's a God that loves you that lost his son. And I know, I know for a fact that you, could, in your own strength, never forgive that boy that stabbed your son. But I'm telling you, there's a God that can come into your life, transform your life, and take you all the way to the place of forgiving that boy that stabbed your son. 
I don't know. I don't know. I said, Tony, that's the truth. Weeks passed. Tony came to that place of bowing his heart before God. Saying, forgive me. Show me your love. I don't like the feelings I'm having. I don't like it. Help me. Help me to forgive that boy. God came through. God came through. And Tony came to the place, not by his own strength, not by his own power, not by his own methods, but through inviting the God into his life that also was stabbed on the side and bled for us. Brought him to the place where Tony could forgive the boy that stabbed his son. Now I want to let you know, I want to let you know, Tony, when he came to that place, found the freedom that only God can give. I said earlier, Jesus did what you and I could never do for ourselves. What Jesus did would take us to this place of, of forgiving others. Hear me out here. Forgiving others, because forgiveness is not lip service. To say you forgive is just words. God, I saw God work in a man's life that when he got to this place that he could say it and experience because forgiveness comes through the power of God working actively in our lives. Again, God did for us that we could never do for ourselves. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the first chapter of Hebrews. Thank you, Father, that your angels that did not rebel are here to serve us and to minister us. Father, we thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit indwells us and will take us places that we could never do on our own. And Father God, help us, Father God, in Jesus' name, if there's ever a lack, if, if forgiveness is only words, Father, take it deeper in our lives. Take it to that place where we'll experience the chains broken and freedom come into our lives. He's in that business. He's breaking those chains. He's setting us free. He's setting us to not walk in unforgiveness towards anybody. But he wants us to be free. And back to that, earlier spoken from the word, he wants to pour into us, right, the joy, the, the oil of joy. that comes through just breaking things off of our life and, and really 
taking that place of, of forgiving people that may have really hurt us in different ways, but it's taking us all the way to get free and set free. Whom the Lord sets free is free indeed. Amen? I hope this meant something to us this morning. I think the Holy, oh, Holy Spirit will take the words that came out of my mouth to have plant in your hearts and flourish. Father, I declare and pray in Jesus' name that we would experience the oil of joy in our lives. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Now, Todd's going to take it from here. This is Pastor Todd. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. I pray the Lord uses today's message by Pastor Byron to strengthen your walk with God. If you were blessed by this message and would like to support the ministry of The Gathering Place financially, I encourage you to use our online giving portal at tgpchicago.org. Our portal uses PayPal's secure site so none of your information is compromised. Once again, thank you for tuning in to The Gathering Place podcast. God bless you and have a great week.